deal on the subject of understanding of the rapture and its qualifications. Amen. So uh, we're going to go on to, we stopped off at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to go right back to chapter 1 Corinthians 15 and the verses 15. Once you found it, say praise the Lord. Verse 15 and 50. Are we there? Let's read the 50th verse. Now this I said, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither do corruption in... Now hold it right there. He said, this I say, but I tell you this, brethren, flesh and blood cannot become partakers of eternal salvation. And it cannot inherit or share in the kingdom of God. Nor does the perishable, that which is decaying, inherit and share the imperishable, that which is immortal. So that's another reason why we should not put any confidence in our flesh. Anything about your flesh and my flesh is lead you all wrong. Amen. And it will cause you to miss out on the inheritance of the kingdom of God. Don't you fool yourself. Your flesh does not want you to be saved. It says... Behold, in other words, take notice. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now, I need to serve notice on that we part. That we part is those that follow after God. That we part is not everybody. That we part is not everybody that goes to church. That we part is those that follow the truth of God's word. And he said, so take notice. I tell you a mystery, a secret that, has, that, that nobody has been able to go and come back and tell you how it is. Come on, somebody. It's got to be a secret. Uh, you know anybody that had gone to heaven and came back and told you, Woo, girl, this flight was really good. So he said, and, and even that is decreed by the hidden purpose of the counsel of God. It's a hidden purpose. And if it's a decree, that means that it will be done. We shall not all fall asleep in death, but we shall all be changed 
This change has got to be transformed. This change is that not change, all not falling asleep in death. That means that those that are in Christ that are alive at his coming shall not taste death. But you got to make sure that regardless of whether you are alive or dead, you ready. Come on, somebody. And if you are dead in Christ, you shall rise. If you are alive in Christ, you shall be transformed. Your body, your body ain't going back. Your body, as you know it, will not leave the earth. <coughs> and it says, the 52nd verse says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, that the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now, in a moment, you know what that means? Without notice. Wow. Without notice, James, we got to be ready. God is not giving you a notice. I'm coming tomorrow, Antina, so get ready for me. No, he said in a moment. You don't know where your moment is going to be at. You don't know where you're going to be at at that moment. Come on, somebody. If you are dead in the grave, that moment means that if you didn't die already saved, your moment ain't coming. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And if you are alive, and when that moment comes, and if you are not ready, you're not going. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to have time to run and get it right. You ain't going to have time for no altar call. Did y'all hear that one? You will not have time to make an altar call in that moment get here. So the book said, take notice. Amen. The sound of the last trump call. Wow. That means that when the trump sounds, Everything is done that's going to be done. Everything that didn't get done won't get done. It's going to be a sad indication that when the last trump sound, those that are alive, that has been living on the edge, huh, is going to miss the rapture. Don't make no difference how sweet you are. Don't make no difference how kind you've been. If you have not adhered to the word of God and governed yourself according to it, you was living on the edge. And if you've been living on the edge, you won't make it. I need you to understand that. I need you to understand that because the simple fact is there is but one rapture. Amen. You know, we always, uh, a 
hey, can I get another schedule? Huh? I missed that first date. Can, can I reschedule this? Ain't no rescheduling, people. You got to get it right the first time. Said, for the trump shall sound. When this trumpet sound, it says that the dead shall rise incorruptible. And guess what? You can't rise incorruptible if you went, if you died corruptible. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because the scripture tells us the way a tree falls is the way it lay. If you died unsaved, how the world are you going to get up saved? It ain't going to happen. If we fool around and die unholy, we ain't going to rise holy. Amen. So we need to understand and get our qualifications intact that we may be able to go back with God. There's no point in wondering when is the rapture going to happen if you ain't ready for it. What difference does it make when it's going to happen if you ain't going? If you have no intentions on going. And why you say intention? A lot of folks want to go, but their intentions toward God is not right. Amen. So then it said, the 53rd said, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. You got to be prepared for the change. Huh? God has got to see the life that you live in that old corruptible flesh to know whether it is fitting to be incorruptible. Uh-oh. And then, if he see it is fitting to be incorruptible, then he take that mortal body that you have and he transform it into immortality. Amen. What is it about immortality? We don't know because we ain't been there. Come on, somebody. What is it about riot raising from the grave? We don't know because we ain't dead. But guess what? In both cases, we got to be prepared. Both cases, we got to qualify. You got to qualify for the rapture. Check your qualification. Do a checklist on your own life. If you don't check you, Lord have mercy. When it come down to time for God to check you, you're going to be disappointed. So he says in the 54, so when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in, you better hope that you make that written statement, that the death of your life has been swallowed up in victory. Come on, somebody. Amen. You got to get the victory, the ultimately vanquished forever 
away from death. Huh? You got to be able to say, death, get away from me. You don't live here no more. Come on, somebody. Then the 55th says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of, wait a minute, hold it right there. The sting of death is exercising sin. And it exercises its power upon the soul. Wow. Death wants the soul. Death already know that flesh and blood goes back to where it came from, and that was the dirt. But the soul of man is the one that must give an account one way or the other. So death is after your soul. Amen. So, so don't you buy into that thing. I'm going to live my life while I'm alive. Don't you buy into that thing. You're going to get all the gusto you can. No, you're going to get some more. <laughs> it might not be what you want. Come on, somebody. So, the 57 said, But thanks be to God, which given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Don't let your laboring be in vain. Don't let your going to church be in vain. Come on, somebody. Don't let your shouting and speaking in tongues be in vain. Because you can speak in tongues and still go to hell. Come on, somebody. And the Lord said for you to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. Not your own work, but the works of the Lord. Amen. You got to make sure you got a sure footing in the kingdom of God. You got to make sure you got a sure footing in the work of the Lord. Come on now. In other words, you got to make sure that you on the Lord's side. So now you got to ask yourself, whose side am I really on? Huh? Come on, somebody. You and I is not going to make the rapture by accident. You going to either make it on purpose or you ain't going to make it at all. Amen. So guess what? Watch how you allow folks to pull you out of the kingdom. Huh? Through craftiness and deceitfulness. Amen. You got to put a watch on you. Amen. The world is going to seem like it's just going on on this natural, on this normal beat of this 24-7. It's going to go on on this natural beat until that day come 
And when that day come, it's going to come as a surprise. And it's going to come as a shock to the world. It's going to come, it's going to be a shock to the world, but it's going to be a glorious day for them that is living after Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. So stop wondering and worrying about when it's going to happen. Your thing is, is be ready when it happens. Amen. If I die, let me die saved. If I die saved according to the book and God tells no lie, that I shall get up again. He proved that fact that he is the resurrection of life when he brought Lazarus back from the grave four days later. That he called all of his organs back to operation. The blood that had dried up had to start back, get moisture, start back to flowing through the veins. Come on, somebody. The heart had to start back to beating. It wasn't just that he woke up. Everything about him had to come back to life. Come on now. You didn't hear them. In the hospital bringing folks, they were temporarily dead until they shocked them and they started their heart back to beating. But after four days in the grave, can't nobody, they can do all the shocking they want on you. You ain't coming back. Come on, somebody. But when Jesus came on the scene, the one that the scripture said that has all power in heaven and in earth, when Jesus came on the scene, the man, the one that said that he is the bread of life, when Jesus came on the scene, he spoke. He didn't did no operation. He did no transplanting. He just spoke and said, Lazarus, come forth. Wow, look at the power of God. Look at the power of the spoken word that came from the man of God. Huh? And guess what? And that's the same word that he going to speak. When you, when he come back to, to, to rapture the church, he going to have to call you in order for you to move. If he don't call you, you sit still. Come on, somebody. So make sure you're calling. Huh? Every day the enemy is out to keep you from making it. Come on, somebody. There's something that went on that he tried to trip you up just today. Huh? It was something that went on that he tried to keep you from making the rapture if it took place today. Thessalonians chapter 3. So, guess what? You have to be careful about I'm saved and on my way to heaven. Tripping over your trials. 
Come on, somebody. First Thessalonians 12 and 13, it says, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love. One, wait a minute. That's one of the key things that's going to keep a whole bunch of folks out of heaven. That's going to be a whole, that's going to keep a whole, whole lot of folks from making the rapture right there. You're going to be telling me, well, Lord, I didn't commit adultery. I didn't steal. I didn't lie. He's going to say, but you didn't love. Huh? One toward another and toward all men. Even we do toward you. Listen. One toward another is in the church. Come on, somebody. Wow, guess what? We show more love to the others than we do toward the church. It says toward one another and toward all men. We give all men more concern and consideration than we do each other in the house of God. We got this thing backwards. Oh, me, oh, my. See how easy it is to miss the qualification. Huh? Come on, somebody. I can't stand the month, but Jerry Lewis down the street down there. I love him there. Huh? But Lamont is my brother. Jerry Lewis is the all men. The brethren came before the all men. Come on, somebody. So you still miss the mark. <laughs> so you got to watch your walk with God. You got to watch your walk among the saints. Come on, somebody. Bound in love one toward another and toward all men. Even as we do toward Paul is saying, we love you. You got to distribute the same kind of love. Huh? Then he said, to the end that he may wait a minute to the end that he may Establish your heart. Wow. Your heart got to be right. Your heart got to be right or you don't make the qualification. That your heart be unblameable in what? In holiness. Wait a minute. Not before men, but before who? Because God is the one that see all things and know all things and know the intent of the heart. So you got to make sure that your holiness is, is, is you are blameless before God. Wow. Man, we better hear up and run to the altar better. Huh? Come on, somebody. We better hear up and run to God. Lord, God Almighty, help me to be unblameable. Huh? Clean me up, God, that I can be holy before you. Because you know what? 
It ain't about what man sees. It's about what God knows. Then he said that even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, with all his sake. Now, I need you to understand this part here. This is a period of time that, guess what? We don't know who got saved or who went to glory back in the old days. Somebody went, he not went. Come on, somebody. Abraham went. We don't know who all else of the old patriarchs that went. Come on, somebody. So when he come back, you got to make sure that you in the number. We got to, wait a minute. We got to stop worrying about who went. Oh, I wonder, I wonder did, 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 did mother go? I wonder did Aunt Keith go? That, that boy, my cousin, they sure lived a godly life. I wonder if they already. You got to make sure you get up there. You worried about who are all going and you get left. What kind of mess is that? Come on, somebody. More concerned about who already gone than you trying to get there. I know what's in your mind. In your mind, you said, shoot, if they went and showed up, I'm going. Don't you fool yourself. They might not have went either. Come on, somebody. You don't, you don't know nothing about the unknown. The only thing you're doing is speculating. Come on, somebody. God said for, and you know what? He didn't say, get them ready. He said, you be ready. Ain't that what he said? So you got to prepare you. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. Let us go to the fourth chapter of 1 Thessalonians. And the verse is starting at 13. Are we there? And the scripture says, But I would not have you to be ignorant. Let's use something else. I do not want you to be unlearned. Huh? You has got to be studious about this thing. What are you saying? You got to have some kind of knowledge of what's going on. You got to have some kind of knowledge of what God is talking about that's coming down the pipe. If you don't, you're going to die a foolish person. Amen. <coughs> so I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not. Even as others which have no hope. Why are you worried about the ones that's gone to sleep? You need to be worried about yourself. Come on, somebody. If my grandmother did not make it, that's not a concern of mine. That's between my God and my grandmother. So I can't be down here sucking. Folks be sorrowing over grades six and seven and eight and nine and ten years. It ain't going to change nothing. Get your act together. Come on, somebody. Your tears ain't 
ain't changing nothing. If they change anything, you better let them change your life. Come on now. That's your flesh putting trust back in your flesh. Come on, somebody. Living off of your emotions. Anybody emotions and cause any changes to happen that they know of? Mine didn't. Huh? Come on, somebody. Only thing that makes changes is the word of God. Come on, somebody. So, said in the 14th verse, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Now listen at this here. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, those that died in Christ will rise again also. Come on, somebody. Now, you got to understand there's two things that's... Uh, and, 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 and I, I can't get out of this. I, I got another one that's coming after this one that, that we need to get to more of a clear understanding. There's two things that's going to happen. There's going to be a rapture, and then there's going to be the second advent of Christ. When the second advent of Christ comes, that's going to be the time of judgment. Come on, somebody. When the rapture comes, don't nobody know when it is. It's going to be all of a surprise when it happens. And guess what? When the rapture take place, then those that after the rapture take place, we don't know how long that the saints of God is going to be with Jesus Christ when he come back for the second event. Psalm says it's going to be seven years. I don't know. I ain't found it. Come on, somebody. So I don't speculate in the stuff that I don't know. Come on, somebody. So... But the word of God said, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So guess what? Those that you seen with Christ, those are the ones that got up first. The dead going to get up and go up there before you do. You, 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 you see what I'm saying? The dead that died in Christ is going to rise first. Not, simul not simultaneous, uh, simultaneously, but they're going to rise first. First means first. You get it? They getting up before you even make a move. Hmm. Don't y'all get the heart and come on there. Because <laughs> I want you to die right. <laughs> and then he said that we which are alive and remain, see, rely, alive and remain. That means the dead is already gone. They had already been risen. Remain and coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice 
and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise when? First. You know, they're going to rise. That's number one. Amen. So now you see why you got to die saved in order to rise first. Come on, somebody. Wow. They shall rise with Christ first. And then the 17th verse said what? Then, hold it right there. Then. That, that tells you right then that your action is going to come after the live action going to come after the dead action. Huh? The dead get first preference. The live have to wait. You know how it is. Y'all been in line waiting before. Half time y'all in line waiting, you get impatient because I do. Come on, somebody. Lord have mercy. Don't be in the grocery store and it's a slow checker. <laughs> That's me not be so glad that they that my wife go to the store with me because it's time time she don't go to the store with me, I leave a basket sitting right there where it is. She'll say, let's go over there to the self-checker. I, I didn't come here to check out no grocery. She said, ain't no checkers. So if it wasn't for her, Lamarck, I'd have left that basket sitting right there where it is. First thing she hollered out and said, leave them folks alone. They're just taking orders. So you know the need of patience. You look here. When the dead go first, you can't rush this thing. Huh? You gonna have to hang around till you get your call. Come on now. And then it says in the 17th verse, it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. With them in the cloud. This is not going up together. It's caught up together. They're going to be waiting on you. Huh? They're going to be waiting on you. So don't you think that you and the dead is going up together because you didn't. Because he said that the dead is going first. Amen. Then he said, caught up with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. My comfort to you with these words is, get yourself ready. Huh? Stop living behind the enemy line. Come on now. Stop being a double agent. Or 007. Come on, somebody. It's been so long, they probably got 008 now. So you got to stop living behind the enemy line. Get yourself together. Because guess what? It ain't going to make no difference who get raptured. It don't make no 
wondering is, is Robert going and you get left? Hey, the only thing you can say when you see Robert going up, Seth, pray for me. Amen. This thing that we're trying to obtain is more serious than we give any thoughts to. Come on, somebody. So, take heed. If we plan on making it, we got to make the rapture on purpose, not by accident. Nobody is making this by accident. Come on, somebody. Nobody gonna make this because they crying crocodile tears. Only thing that can make this is the righteousness of God. Amen. You right now, you are sitting in the driver's seat. It's how you drive this bus is what it's going to determine. Come on, somebody. For those that know how to drive. Uh, First Thessalonians 5, verses 18. I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that word should have been remain instead of remind. 18th verse says, In everything give thanks to this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Huh? In everything, no matter what circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks for this is the will of God for you. Who are in Christ Jesus. Huh? Come on, somebody. You got to give thanks in all circumstances. Your giving thanks in all circumstances is what will bring you out. Come on, somebody. That means that you are totally depending and trusting in God to the fact that even when it seems bad, you still give him thanks. Huh? It's bad when you can't give God thanks unless you're sitting on top of the mountain. Or your pockets is full. It ain't nothing going wrong in your life, so that's the only time you can give him thanks. But what about when things turn the other way? Come on, somebody. You still got to give him thanks. Because the scripture said that is the will of God. The 19th verse says, And quench not the spirit. Don't suppress or subdue the Holy Ghost. Give the Holy Ghost free reign in your life. Let it tell you what to do instead of you trying to tell it what to do. The problem with us is we always trying to tell the Holy Ghost what to do. When are you going to allow the Holy Ghost to tell you what to do? Because guess what? The Holy Ghost came to try to make sure you get saved and make the rapture. In a mess, the rapture come and the Holy Ghost step away from you and say, Lord, I tried long as I could. 
You gave them an opportunity to come out, but they wouldn't come out. You know that the Holy Ghost is going to testify against you, don't you? You do know that, don't you? And guess what? And I dare you before God to tell God that the Holy Ghost lied on you. That's the quickest way to get in hell. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. You better be telling God, the Holy Ghost told the truth, but he got me out just in time. You better let him get you out. Come on, somebody. Your flesh is trying to keep you in. The Holy Ghost is trying to get you out. But he ain't going to force you out. You're going to have to come out on your own. Amen. Then the next verse says, despise not. This, you know what he's saying? Despise not the word of God. Despise not the gift and the utterance of the prophet. Do not depreciate prophetic revelation. Huh? Or despise inspired instructions. Wow. Or exhortations or warnings. God, that means God trying to get you there. Because at some point or another, we fall into that category and God is trying to tell us well, we got to come out of that. Do not despise huh? prophesying. Prophesying is just speaking the truth of God's word. 21st verse says, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Uh-oh. You got to prove all things. That means you got to make sure what you holding on to is true. Huh? You got to make sure that the way that you take is the right way. But test. We don't test nothing. nothing. We just, just jump in. We just jump in it with all both feet. Hey, the man back in the old days who said, if it feels good, just jump in. Huh? We still carry that same mentality. If it feels good, we just jump in. Come on, somebody. Jump in and can't get out. But test and prove all things until you can recognize what is good. You're the one that's got to recognize what's good. It's up to you. And how do you do that? You got to stay in the word of God so you know what is good. Amen. And he said, when you find out what is good, he said, hold fast to it. Huh? You got to hold fast to it. Guess what? Because you're on a journey. Amen. And you're on a journey that you got to come to the end of your day in order for you to know which direction you headed. Come on, somebody. Everybody's life has got a dead end road. And when you come to the dead end road, your life come to a hope, then you, the decision has to be made which way you're going to go, up or down. 
See, because the road travels this way. And when you come to the close of that road, now the road turns. Because now you gotta make a decision which you gotta make a decision which way you're going, up or down. Come on, somebody. Oh. But we just enjoying the ride right now. Jay, we ain't looking at the end of the road. We just enjoying the ride. We enjoying the scenery. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Better put your dark shades on. And enjoy what God is doing. Then it says, abstain from all appearance. Oh, we got to abstain from all appearance of evil. In other words, you got to stay away from it. You got to stay away from what looks wrong. You got to stay away from what acts wrong. Come on, somebody. Why? Because it rubs off on you. And if you stay around it long enough, you'll be a partaker of it. You will join the crowd. What if God come back and you are in the wrong place at the wrong time? Out of all of your holy living, God come back and that one incident, you is caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. And missed the rapture. Wow. Ain't that something? But then it thunders back to you. I told you to abstain from all appearance of evil. I told you. It's not like you didn't know. Amen. 23rd verse says, And sanctify you, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the... Wow! <coughs> Everything about you has got to be preserved blameless? Huh? Everything about you has got to have the peace of God sanctified in you, and you and your spirit, your soul, and your body must be preserved blameless. Wow. Amen. We think that all we got to hold on to is our shout. You got to hold on to more than that. You got to hold on to more than your testimony. Huh? You got to be preserved. You got to be kept. And the only keeper is God. Come on, somebody. You got to be kept until at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Guess what? He's coming. Whether you believe it or not, he is coming. What shape are you going to be in when he comes? Come on, somebody. Amen. 
24 verse says, Faith is he that called you who also will do it. God faithful. Did y'all hear that? Faithful is he who is calling you to himself. That's what it means. He's calling you to himself. Who are you going to give yourself to? And utterly trustworthy. God is not just trustworthy, but he's utterly trustworthy. And he will also do it. He will fulfill his call by hollering and keeping you. He's going to fulfill his side. You got to fulfill yours. Huh? They said God will keep them that want to be kept. But you can't keep jumping in and out. Jump out too many times, the door going to close behind you. And it's going to lock. The door going to lock behind a whole lot of folks. And don't know how to get back in. And the devil won't even let them back in. They take one step forward and two backwards. Well, the rapture and the second coming of Christ. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Come the difficulty time. 
After the rapture come back lawlessness. Come on, somebody. After the rapture, James, everything goes. Amen. Why? Because the Antichrist is going to take over. And you're going to have to abide by his lawlessness. Or die. If you ain't ready to die out spiritually now, how in the world are you going to be ready to die out physically then? Y'all do know that the nation of Israel is in sort of a war now, don't you? You know them in Gaza is bombing each other. You know that they shot bombs in Jerusalem. God told you to keep your eyes on Jerusalem. Huh? Why? Because it's the timetable. Oh, you, 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 you prancing around here. Oh, I'm so, so glad it ain't happening over here. Baby, that's your timetable over there that's what's going to happen around the world. Yes, sir. And guess what? You do know that there is, was, uh, it was uh, scheduled for another blood moon, right? Every time there's a blood moon, there's an event. Every time there's a blood moon and an event, it seems like it draws us more closer and closer to the end. Huh? So we ain't got no time to be relaxed. Matthew 24 and 27 says, You know what that's a sign of? Now you don't see lightning. When it strikes, it strikes quick. Huh? When you see it, it's like, and it's over. That's how quick he's coming back. He said, just like the lightning shining from the east to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be just that quick. Wow. Now, you don't see lightning strike. At the moment, whatever you were doing, you didn't have time enough to do nothing else, did you? Huh? You didn't have time to do nothing. When Jesus Christ get ready to come back, you're not going to have time to do nothing. We need to understand that. No time, no time. The time and why do you think he's be telling you the the, the 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 kingdom of heaven is at hand? The time of repentance is now. Because when he come, he's coming like lightning. And you ain't going to be able to get nothing done. Amen. You ain't going to be able to go and get your favorite suit out of the closet. You ain't going to go be able to go back and get all that food that you've been storing up. Talking about you're going to eat it later on that night. (laughs) 
on now. It's going to be just like you when you hear a thunderstorm. Boom! He here. He here, and those that are going back with him is gone. Just that fast. Amen. And if you think about it, when that suddenly time takes place, you don't know if it's going to be midnight. You don't know if it's going to be 9 o'clock in the morning. You don't know whether it's going to be in the rush hour. You don't know what time he's coming. And don't nobody know but the Father. Come on, somebody. So don't nobody know but the Father. Just hypothetically, what if it happened during rush hour time? And you ain't going but the car next to you is. Come on, somebody. What if the rush hour time come in the midst of a flight? The pilot going, but you ain't. Something to think about, ain't it? Come on, somebody. What if it happened during your leisure hour when you put it on that one arm bandit? Machine. Casino time. <laughs> yeah, boy. You might hit it, but it's going to be the wrong time to hit. In other words, what if he come and catch you undone and leave you behind? In the midst of all the chaos that's going to happen at that time. It's going to be some chaos happening. It don't make no difference if it's midnight, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. It's still going to be some chaos. And it's not just going to be in your city, in your state, in your country. It's going to be worldwide. Just like the, the, the COVID is worldwide and we our mind is blown behind it, baby, that ain't nothing compared to what this day gonna be like. I looked at the bombing of Gaza. Big old whole tall building. Rocket hit it and the whole building came down. How many folks did you think was in that building when it came down that didn't get a warning? Better think about your life. Better think about where you're trying to go. This thing is real right before your eyes. You're just getting a taste of it. Come on, somebody. 